Welcome to the Scriptures and Sermon Podcast from St. John's Presbyterian Church in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada, for Sunday, February the 4th, 2024, the fifth Sunday after Epiphany. This is the Reverend Robert Adams, Minister of St. John's, and we pray you will feel God's presence with you as you worship with us today. Once more, let us come before God in prayer. Let us pray. Lord God of shining splendor, your voice makes the earth tremble in wonder. Overshadow us with your spirit so that we may hear your word and live as faithful disciples and covenant people. We pray these things through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory this day and forevermore. Amen. The first reading is from the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 21 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretch who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows upon them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the youth will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The responsive reading is from the Old Testament Psalm, uh, chapter 147, verses 1 to 11 and 20. The response will be on the screen before you. Praise the Lord. How good is it to sing praises to our God, for he is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcast of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. 
prepares rain for the heaven, makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. In the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the speed of the runner. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord. Finally, the New Testament reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 to 23. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me, and woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a wage. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my wage? Just this, that in my pro proclamation, I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with, all, with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I may gain all the more. To the Jews, I became a Jew in order to gain Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though I am myself am not under the law, so that I might gain those under the law. To those outside the law, I became one outside the law, though I am not outside God's law, but I am within Christ's law, so that I might gain those outside the law. To the weak, I become weak, so that I might gain the weak, I have become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I might become a partner in it. Our gospel reading for this morning is taken from the gospel according to Mark. We read Mark chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. Let us listen now for God's word to his people. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. And he answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for his word to us. Friends in Christ, what I say to you this morning is proclaimed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In 1989, the Japanese-American theologian Kosuke Kiyama wrote a book entitled 
three mile an hour God. The title of the book comes from the fact that the entirety of Jesus' ministry was conducted as Jesus walked from place to place. And three miles an hour just happens to be the average speed at which an adult male can walk. Therefore, Jesus was a three-mile-an-hour God. Koyama's book then describes people's encounters with the divine and the difference that that has made in their lives. In the same way, we have that sense in these readings from the opening chapter of Mark's gospel that we've been uh, reviewing over the last little while. That Jesus stoops to touch the leper and pauses to hear the story of those who are lame and cannot walk. Despite the fact that Mark in his gospel seems to constantly be pressing us forward, the three mile an hour God comes to a complete halt when he encounters those who are in need. In these verses from Mark chapter 1 that we read this morning, we are confronted by just such a contradiction. These 10 verses that we read contain no less than three distinct episodes in Jesus' ministry and countless healings. And yet in every encounter, there is that sense, isn't there, that, that Jesus takes a moment and pauses with each and every person. That he speaks into their deepest need and heals them of their deepest want. But not just heals them. Jesus, in fact, lifts them up and into the kingdom of God, transcending the suffering of our world with God's grace. As the reading for today begins, Jesus has arrived at the home of Simon and his brother Andrew to discover that Simon's mother-in-law is ill with a fever. Now, in the culture of Jesus' day, this would have been a great loss of faith for her to receive visitors into your home and not be able to greet them and to serve them as a host would be a great problem. And it seems almost as if Jesus doesn't even break his stride as he enters into the home, as Mark tells the story. That, that As Mark tells it, Jesus just seems to go straight into the house and straight into the bedroom where the woman is lying on her bed, and he takes her hand and with his healing touch raises her up. In response to this miraculous healing, Simon's mother-in-law rises to offer Jesus her service. The Greek word for service is diaconus, the root from which we get words like deacon or diaconal ministry that we use in the church to this very day, ministries of service and aid to others. And that is what Simon's mother-in-law, boy, I wish she had a name. It's tough to preach a sermon where you keep having to refer to her as Simon's mother-in-law. But that's what we see experienced by Simon's mother-in-law in this story. While it might look like a simple fulfillment of some gender role of an ancient culture, there's more, I think, to her service than just that. This woman 
has been touched by Jesus. And now there is only one thing that is left for her to do. To serve him. Her encounter with Jesus has elevated the daily tasks that she performs into acts of worship. As she serves, serves Jesus. Mark's account of this time in Simon's home continues with even more healings. Mark tells us that all of the people of, of that town, of, of the town of Capernaum, when they learned that Jesus was at Simon's house, brought all of the sick people and all of those who had been possessed with demons that he might heal them. There's a sense of enormity in the task, isn't there? Mark who is so sparse with his words. He doesn't do adjectives much if you take out the word immediately, which he uses a great deal. Mark, who is so sparse in his words, throws in that little adjective. All. All of the sick, all of the demon-possessed are brought to Jesus. And there is a sense, too, in this story that that Jesus spends time with them. Perhaps a moment or two with each one to touch, to hold, to lift up. Surely, surely, Jesus could have just simply waved his hand. And with one quick phrase in Aramaic, everybody would have been healed in a blink of an eye. But for faith to take root and to grow the three mile an hour God had to be present the God who pauses and takes time to speak with the people Jesus takes time to speak to these people and to touch them and as he does so each one of them is elevated as Jesus encounters the poor and those who suffer from disease and isolation, he elevates them. He picks them up from the dust and, restore, and restores them to their homes and their relationships. And after all of these things have been accomplished, after healing many who had been brought to him, Jesus then goes out of town early in the morning, away from all of its busyness, and all of the demands that are starting to be pressed upon him to pray. To take time in silence to be restored in body and mind and spirit. To himself spend time with God. Mark tells us that when the disciples awaken in the morning and find that Jesus is missing, they set out to find him. They pursue him into the wilderness that they might bring him back, that, they might, that he might continue to do more of the th same sort of things that he has done. But Jesus has already turned his eyes forward in the story. Certainly, he could stay in Capernaum to teach in the synagogue and to heal those who had been brought to him but Jesus had come to proclaim the kingdom of God to all who would listen. And so he says to the disciples, and it is time for them to go, to go to other towns, to other people, 
to become his because his mission is not complete. And so it is for us, for each of us, and for all of us. The three mile an hour God has walked alongside of us on our pathway of life. He has spoken to us refreshing words into the dry dust of our souls and given to us life and joy. He has taken our hand and lifted us out of the pit. And all that we have, all that we do at that moment is elevated. Elevated into tools for the building up of the kingdom of God. And each of us has something. Some talent that we use with which to give God glory. When I shared this text with the ladies on Wednesday morning as they gathered for the women of the church meeting, I think I made the point at that time that the work that you do in support of our congregation, the selling of of cards and the the baking of of goods that are, are are shared and sold uh, to, to, to support the ministry of our congregation. These simple tasks of everyday things become something much more and much more and much holier because they are done in, and offered in service of our Lord. For those of us with a voice, God gives to us joy and praise in words and in songs. We can join with Jesus in proclaiming the good news because God has given us voice. To be used in service in this place by singing in the choir or or reading of scripture or other things that from time to time arise. And by sharing in the joy of believing each and every day of our lives. Something as simple as speech and song is elevated to something more and becomes a tool in the building of the kingdom of God. God has given us skills and talents. I know of congregations where knitters knit prayer shawls to be distributed to those either who are less fortunate and who, are, and who are, are live in, in the, uh, boarding houses in our larger cities in the country or those who are undergoing medical treatments. Each knitter prays over each knit and pearl, and each recipient is reminded that they are surrounded by the love of God from a community of faith every time they feel the warmth of the shawl upon their shoulders. The healing touch of Jesus becomes real for them. As we share of our earthly blessings, through our tithes and our offerings, we are taking the things of this world and repurposing them, elevating them so that they may be used for the kingdom of God. Indeed, our Christian stewardship, the stewardship of all that we have, is part of our Christian discipline, of turning ourselves away from the inquisitiveness of this world and toward the generosity of the kingdom of God. And as we do so, we learn there the valuable lesson that there is enough, enough in the kingdom of God. In each and every act like these and so many more besides, 
We proclaim that the kingdom of God is near. And we can almost see it. And that simple proclamation is elevated and it becomes a vision of the kingdom of God for all who have encountered Jesus and who have eyes to see the wonder of God's love. So as we go from this place this day, let us once more give thought to where in our lives God has touched us, where he has spoken our names and given us new hope. And let us seek to respond by taking all that we have and offering it in service of our Lord. Because as we do those things, one more brick is placed in the foundation of the kingdom that Christ came to prepare. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Scriptures and Sermon Podcast from St. John's Presbyterian Church in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. If you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe so you can get new episodes each week. Be sure to check out our website, stjohnscornwall.ca, where you can find links to our social media pages and more information on our ministry. Until next time, God bless.